Fantasy football hurts. Welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm, of course, your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. We're here to talk about Week Eight waiver wire and um, pour one out for Brees Hall's ACL. Man, it's it's just it's another day. It's another reminder that fantasy football hurts. And listen. Not to take anything away from the athletes who are out there putting their bodies on the line. I get it. But for us managers that are just, we're just trying to hobble together a decent lineup. We're just one week. That's all we're asking for, fantasy gods. We're asking for one week where these players don't miss a game and our entire lineup can actually score. But listen, that's not football. That's not why we're here. If it was going to be easy, hey, the rewards at the end wouldn't be so great, right? But week eight, of course, I'm recording this on Monday night as the Monday night game is going on between the New England Patriots and the Chicago Bears. Uh, so I don't know what's happening in that game right now, my beloved Patriots. I, listen, I'm a man of the people, okay? I'm recording this while my beloved Patriots are playing on Monday night football, but that's okay. We got lots to talk about. The good news, if there was any good news going into week eight, is that there's only two teams that are on by this week. Now, they're also fantasy impactful teams. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs are on by this week and the Los Angeles Chargers. So it's not quite the by McGinnon we saw last week, but obviously there's some very notable fantasy names that are not going to be available this week. So this week on the waiver wire, of course, there were some major injuries. Brees Hall towards ACL. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. And Obviously, that's going to mean Michael Carter. Michael Carter is going to be the de facto number one back in this offense. But just before I pushed the record button, the news came down that James Robinson has actually been traded from the Jaguars to the New York Jets for a sixth round. And it sounds like it could be as upwards of a fifth round pick, depending on probably compensation and, and how he performs, that sort of thing. But um, the few hours that the Ty Johnson truthers were out there saying that Ty Johnson was going to have an opportunity again. No, I mean, we saw what Ty Johnson is. We saw who he is and obviously sort of the jets. Otherwise they wouldn't have gone out and traded for James Robinson. So Robinson, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Now, obviously we saw, especially over the last few weeks that Brees Hall was becoming the de facto workhorse back that we thought he could be. And listen, it's another reason why these coaches are going to be more reluctant to allow one player to carry the workload because every time you touch the ball, especially in the running back, it's a higher probability that they're going to get injured. And we just saw that. But James Robinson, he's come back admirably from his injuries, from the Achilles injury, and he looked good in Jacksonville. The only thing was Travis Etienne is an absolute monster. I mean – Maybe he's not quite that high-level talent of Brees Hall, but he's certainly in that conversation, and we've seen it. So, obviously, the Jaguars feeling pretty comfortable. They traded away James Robinson. It's going to be a bit of a timeshare. My guess is it's going to be about a probably pretty close to a 60-40, maybe even 50-50 type timeshare, but you can rest assured that, that Michael Carter is going to get a few more touches. But uh, also, the other major injury this week was Mike Williams. So he had a high ankle sprain. Good news is it doesn't sound like he's going to miss a ton of time. But he's going to miss some time, to be sure. So we'll talk about who the possible replacement for him is. And then, of course, DK Metcalf. 
he's not going to need surgery, which is good news. If he needed surgery, it was probably going to be for the entire season. He was going to be out. It doesn't sound like he's going to need surgery, but he's not going to be coming back anytime soon. So those were really the three major fantasy football relevant injuries. Obviously, we saw some injuries on O-lines. We saw Evan Neal get out, the, the Giants uh, rookie tackle. And then we saw J.C. Jackson on the Chargers. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. So we're seeing it every single week, both sides of the ball. But obviously, it's a fantasy football show. So let's talk about some of the fill-ins for this week. So my number one choice this week is Gus Edwards. Yes, I know last week we talked about him at a high level, saying, okay, Gus Edwards is likely going to be activated off pup. Well, guess what? He was. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Gus Edwards, Mr. Efficiency himself, proved to be the best back in the backfield for the Baltimore Ravens this week in week seven. And it was it was kind of, look, if, for those of you who listened to the Flex Show, we did talk about Kenyon Drake as a locked and loaded play, and the process was right. The only problem was shortly after that show, Gus Edwards was activated, and then it was pretty much a it was a timeshare between Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, and, and Justice Hill. It was a pretty much 30-30-30 in terms of the split, but guess, Gus Edwards was clearly the most effective. He touched the ball 16 times. He got 66 yards, and, of course, he scored the two touchdowns. Compare that to Drake. He had um, 11, and, oh, yeah, and Hill, Justice Hill had five. So going to be a bit of a timeshare again, but Gus Edwards is clearly the superior back, and I guarantee you, now that to see that he's healthy, he's going to continue to ratchet up that that uh, that usage. I have a 15% fab bid because he's still only rostered 38% of leagues. And I think that's probably attributed to the fact that he came off the pup list on Saturday, meaning that those people who aren't maybe as serious as you and I at this game didn't quickly run out. Plus they were saying, wow, Gus Edwards, there's no chance he's going to get used. Well, he did. So Gus Edwards is probably my number one pick this week on the waiver wire. But the rest of the people that I'm going to be talking about especially at the running back position, these are depth plays. Okay, Chuba Hubbard, got to talk about Chuba. He technically was the starting running back for the Carolina Panthers, who, congratulations, Panthers. You guys did it. You beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, listen, the Bucs don't look good, but a win's a win. You got a new coach. You traded away your best player with Christian McCaffrey. You traded away disgruntled Robbie Anderson, and you still were able to get it done. So congratulations. Can they keep this momentum up? We will see. But as we expected in that backfield, it was a timeshare. I was saying it was going to be a 60-40 split between Foreman and Chuba in that order. Foreman had 54% of the snaps, whereas Chuba had 46%. So it was really it was just the two players. Uh, but Foreman was more effective. Foreman went 15 for, for 118, and two, and he also had the two receptions. Chuba, he had 46% of snaps, like I said, but he only went 9 for 63, and he had three targets. So again... If you're in trouble, if you have a bunch of these Kansas City players or even Chargers players, then there's a good chance that you're going to be desperate. Chuba, in a desperate situation, he's only, like I said, monstered in 40%, 47% of leagues. I'd be okay. A couple of bucks. I'm saying up to 3% of your fab budget. Moving on. Rashad White, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's still only rostered in 42% of leagues. I'm going to suggest, again, a couple bucks. Rashad White, as long as Leonard Fournette is active in games, is not going to have a workhorse type role. We like to see the fact that he is continuing to get ratcheted up in his usage every single week for the most part. It's pretty consistently though. And for the last number of weeks, Leonard Fournette hasn't actually been that effective. Rashad White, we love the talent. He was one of our favorite rookies coming out. He is a excellent 
pass catcher of the ball. At some point, he's going to get used. At some point, he's going to get used, and that's why you want to have him on your bench, especially now. We, we've seen it. There's been so many injuries. It's just you spin that roulette wheel, and you hope it's not your team. You hope it's not your starting running back. But guess what? Every single week, pretty much, we're seeing these guys go down. So go out, get Rashad White, and while you're at it, Go in and Rashad and get James Cook of the Buffalo Bills. He's only rostered in 30% of leagues. I'm going to say a couple bucks because he's still an out of sight, out of mind type player. But we saw last week the Buffalo Bills were on by. The week before that, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. Okay. Devin Singletary still had 86% of the snaps, but James Cook was there. Okay. He was present. He was present. I'm not going to say he's going to go in and take this, these roles, but. From a pure athletic standpoint, James Cook is significantly more athletic than Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary is a definition of just a guy, okay? For a running back, he's small. He's five foot seven, he's 203 pounds. His athleticism, he had a 466 40 yard dash, which was a 28th percentile. For size, because he's a smaller back, you'd expect him to be young or explosive and quick, 18th percentile. His agility score, 18th percentile, his burst score, 47th percentile. Okay, he's an average burst player. You compare that to James Cook. James Cook, again, okay, again, Devin Singletary, 466, 40-yard dash. James Cook has a 442, which is a 94th percentile. And for his size, James Cook's 5'11", 199 pounds. So very similar build to Devin Singletary. He has a 79th percentile speed score and a 48th percentile burst. Everything James Cook does and did in college should translate to the NFL. We see it, though, every single year that coaches are hesitant. They're reluctant to give the working, the really the bulk share to these rookie running backs. We even saw it with Brees Hall. We saw it with, we saw it with Ken Walker, who the CLC Hawks, for all we know, <laughs> Rashad Penny might still be the starter, even though we see now how ridiculous that would have been because Ken Walker's electric. James Cook is an electric player. For my money, he's a better or all-around running back than Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary has a trust, okay? He does. But at that size, certainly injury is in his range of outcomes. We don't wish injury upon these players. These guys are gladiators. We're not going to do that, but it's likely it could happen. James Cook's a better running back. Anyways, go out, roster James Cook. Let's move on. Let's get a little bit quicker here. Deion Jackson, Indianapolis Colts. He's basically handcuffed at this point. I would say maybe a buck or two if you are the Jonathan Taylor manager. But if not, put a $0 bid on Deion Jackson. He was probably dropped last week because JT was back. He's worth rostering if you have space on your, base or space on your bench. Moving on, Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers, same deal. He's just going to be a handcuff to Najee Harris. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they're hot, then they're not. It's hard to say, but Jalen Warren is a reasonable player. He's somebody we talk about every single week. Keep him on your radar. Kyron Williams. Okay, this one is interesting. The LA Rams are coming off their bye last week, and we thought that there was a possibility that Kyron Williams, who was activated, designated to return last week, could get a start as early as this week, returning from the ankle injury. Coach Sean McVay just this week on Monday, so today, said that they're starting to, quote, discuss Kyron Williams returning from injured reserve. So it could be that he returns next week, 
It could be he returns two weeks from now. Now, Kyron Williams as a whole, for those of you who are in Devi or even in Dynasty Leagues, he was a darling player. He he was in the conversation for a top three type running back. He was within the, the conversation with the big three. Now was purely driven by his production in college. Now he played for Notre Dame and in his senior year, he had, or not even a senior year, his third year, so his junior year, he had 42 receptions for 359 yards, which was a 10.8% target share. Yes, he was effective on the ground as well. He had 204 rushes for 995 yards and 14 touchdowns. But where do we make our hang in fantasy football? What really makes a difference between a good running back and an elite running back? It's a pass-catching ability. Yes, Kyron Williams is a slug. Yes, he has a 4.65 40-yard dash. Yes, he has a ninth, not 90th, ninth percentile speed score. He still has a 50th percentile on average agility score, and he's best comparable to James White. So if he can be operated in that specific realm as a third-down back, hurry-up type back, Kyron Williams, if he's going to get five, six targets in a week, even as a backup, could have flex appeal in your PPR leagues. Going at Kyron Williams, he's still not on people's radar, out of sight, out of mind. But the more people start talking about it, especially with this Cam Akers drama, Cam Akers drama, Kyron Williams is a guy you want to go and stash. DJ Dallas, Ken Walker is the dog, but he is the handcuff. Raheem Blackshear, Carolina. Okay, so we've talked about some of these Carolinas. We talked about Deonta Foreman. We talked about Chuba Hubbard. Blackshear did get a few touches, but he's a dart throw. He's going to be a dart throw. This, I mean, listen, the team won. Again, congratulations, Carolina. You got a W against the Bucks, but to me, it's like, what can you do now? They had that initial adrenaline win. What can they do now? A week removed. Marlon Mack, yes. Surely lived Mike Boone, but Boone is now going to be out for the rest of the year. Marlon back. He is was signed on the practice squad for the Denver Broncos. And it sounds like they're going to elevate him from the practice squad to the starting roster as early as this week. It's going to be a three person timeshare, just like we saw last week. It's going to be MG three. It's going to be Latavius Murray and it's going to be Marlon Mack. And it's going to be disgusting. Speaking of Latavius Murray, he is actually rostered in 43% of leagues, which means he's still out there in a good chunk of leagues. He saw 39% of the snaps and he had eight carries, but he did get the touchdown. So we've seen now that the Denver coaching staffs do seem to favor Latavius Murray in the goal line. So it's going to be one of these risky propositions. I would prefer to play Latavius Murray in half-point PPR or even a non, so like your standard non-PPR type leagues because of that touchdown equity. He's not going to be catching a lot of balls, especially on a crappy Denver team. But again, these are guys we got to take stabs at, right? when desperate times call for desperate measures. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. But before I do that, let's talk a little bit about DFSArmy.com. So for those of you who are just tuning into the show for free advice, we love it. We appreciate you. Hit that bell button so you know when we go live. Hit that bell button so you know when there's new content on this channel. We're trying to go to this channel. Obviously, the mother station is the main flagship DFS Army channel. We're trying to grow this fantasy football, this season-long fantasy football thing. So if you like what you're, what you're listening to, hit the bell, hit subscribe, and we appreciate it. But go to dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. If you are new to this DFS game and you're intimidated by it, just follow the steps, and you can get one month free of DFS Army membership, VIP membership. The coaches will teach you how to play DFS. 
is for all experience levels. If you are an experienced DFS player and you want to just get a different perspective, there's coaching for you. If you're brand new and you want to learn from the pros, the people who keep winning money, we have content for you. We have coaches for you. So go dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer, or you want to make your life easier. Just follow that link in the show description. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Listen, guys, Wondell Robinson is still only rostered in 44% of leagues. He is still the top waiver wire ad for the wide receiver position. Robinson caught six of his eight targets for 15 yards, for 50 yards, excuse me, in their win over Jacksonville this weekend. And all eight of the targets came in the first half. That's important because he did get a minor injury. It looks like maybe he got kicked in, you know what, kicked in the junk, but he didn't get another target for the rest of the game. It was kind of a weird game. The Giants were down and they were up. So you would have thought that he would have been involved with the fact that he got eight targets and he caught six of them for 50 yards in the first half. Wendell Robinson's a dog, man. He's he's the clear de facto wide receiver one in that team. His usage is going to continue to grow. And Daniel Jones looks respectable. He looks decent. So he's at least going to be able to distribute Wendell Robinson the ball. Go on and get him. You maybe don't want to need to start him every single week because you know you're still a little bit worried that he's a giant. But guess what? The Giants are six and one people. Okay. So it's Saquon Barkley and everybody else, but Wendell Robinson, he's a top guy on that team. Okay. Tyquan Thornton. Again, they're playing Monday night. So maybe he scored a touchdown. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe he's done squat for the game. I don't know yet. I'm not watching it. I'm recording this for you people. But Tyquan Thornton, as of today, it was only rostered in 22% of leagues. I'm going to suggest, again, upwards of 5% of your FAB budget. We saw last week that he had 57% of snaps, which was up the week before, which was 42%. So it, was, it would be very re reassuring to see Tyquan Thornton's usage continue to increase this game as he gets healthier and healthier. And the key thing here, too, is Mac Jones is back this week. He's playing right now. That's going to be a good thing because Mac Jones – he has a much better deep ball than Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi's been done a done a fantastic job so far. And where does he actually might even they might even work Bailey Zappi into a few packages tonight when they're playing the game? But Taekwon Thornton, he's a he's a speedster. Taekwon Thornton is a burner. It's one of the reasons he got drafted so high. We talked about him last week on the show, but I'm going to talk about him again. He has a 100th percentile 40 yard dash. He ran the 428 at the combine this year. First size, he's six foot two, 183 pounds. That's a 93rd percentile speed score. Now we know that athleticism isn't doesn't translate for the wide receiver position into production at the wide receiver position. But speed can't be taught. And if he can work on those other aspects of the game, Taekwon Thornton might be a good little wide receiver. Moving on. Now, this is a player. For those of you who followed me back uh, on my previous show. You know that my I can't quit you guy, my truther, has always been Paris Campbell. He's one of my favorite players in the league. He just hasn't been healthy. He's been rostered, he's only rostered in 10% of leagues. I'm gonna suggest upwards of three to five percent of your fab. His first couple years in the NFL, he was absolutely struggled with injuries. So he missed 20 most of 2019 with various injuries. In 2020, things look good. The first game, he was getting peppered with targets, MCL, PCL sprain, out for the year. 2021, similar deal. 
he had a foot fracture, missed most of the season. He's back now, and he was getting peppered in two weeks. He had 23 targets in two weeks. The only thing about the Indianapolis Colts is that the fact that it's official, Matt Ryan is being benched for Sam Ellinger. We don't know what his tendencies are going to be. So Paris Campbell, you know, maybe as quick as as quick as you came onto the scene, you're going to exit it. But for those truthers out there, and if you want to go back and look, Paris Campbell, he is a another speed spurt, another speedster. Okay, so he hailed out of Ohio State. He was drafted in 2019 by the Colts in the second round. I picked 2.27. He's six foot 205. From an athleticism standpoint. He's an absolute monster. He's a, he had a 4-3, 140-yard dash, which was a 99th percentile. He had a speed score of 117.2, which was also a 99th percentile. And then a 97th percentile burst score. The only thing with Paris Campbell is he couldn't bloody stay healthy. Well, guess what? He's finally staying healthy. I still believe that Michael Pittman is going to be the dog on that team. Michael Pittman is still the clear, definitive wide receiver one. And I do like Alec Pierce as a wide receiver three. But Paris Campbell playing the slot. He's getting the usage. A couple bucks, three to five percent of your fab. Okay, we talked about it at the start of the show. Mike Williams is going to be injured. He's going to miss at least some time. So DeAndre Carter, plug your nose. He's only rostered in nine percent of leagues. I would suggest a couple bucks, two to three percent of your fab budget. There's no replacement to Mike Williams. There's just there's not. You're not going to replace Mike Williams. But DeAndre Carter, we saw that his. In a perfect world, DeAndre Carter is going to play the slot, which is where Keenan Allen is going to play. So I could see they're going to have to mix up the formations where maybe Keenan Allen is going to play the slot for maybe 30% of his snaps, play on the outside. DeAndre Carter is going to move into the slot. They're going to have to mix things up because, again, Mike Williams can't be replaced. His athleticism for his size cannot be replaced. But DeAndre Carter, he's he's a reasonable replacement. And we even saw it this week where he, after uh, Mike Williams left, he had, uh, well, seven, seven targets total on the day. So is he going to be a safe plug and play player every single week? Probably not. Again, the chargers are on by this week. So if you can afford the space, maybe grab him or maybe just hold up for a week. Marquise Goodwin at Seattle Seahawks. My God, Marquise Goodwin came out and scored the big two touchdowns, which honestly, folks, it might be his best game of the season this year for Marquise Goodwin, but TK Metcalf is out for the rest of the season. So they're going to have to find somebody. So I've got Marquise Goodwin on the sheet, upwards of 3%. And I'm going to talk about a little dart whore or dart throw sleeper type player a little bit later. But uh, Marquise Goodwin, if I had to choose somebody, I would choose the veteran 31 year old speedster, Marquise Good win. Okay, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland Browns. He continues to be a solid floor PPR type play. So every single week, he's getting between 85 to 95% of the snap share. He's averaging six targets every single week. And guess what? Just this week again, in week seven, he went six for six for 71 yards. It's not sexy, but Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's a big body player. He can get in the end zone. And he is a reasonable flex play in PPR leagues. Where you're looking, you know, for for 12 team leagues with start three wide receivers and at least one flex, Donovan People Jones is in consideration every single week for at least a flex play or a wide receiver three. All right, time to get into the dredges. 
These are dart throws. I'm not suggesting spending spending any of your fab on these players, but Mark uh, Robbie Anderson, of course, Arizona. He only played 12 snaps in his Cardinals debut, and it's very, very clear that Kyler Murray is going to target his number one boy, DeAndre Hopkins, who is back, baby. He had 14 targets yesterday. 14 bloody targets last week or yesterday. So it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be Rondell Moore. And that's it. It's going to be everybody else. So Robbie Anderson, maybe is a dart throw play. We know what he is at this point, right? He's boomer bust. But if you need somebody or if you have space on your bench, Robbie Anderson is a reasonable uh, player to pick up. Ben Skoranek of the LA Rams. Now, the Rams are just coming off their bye. And obviously, uh, Allen Robinson was a big acquisition this year. I was notably not in on Allen Robinson for a lot of reasons. When you looked at team situation in Chicago, obviously he was checked out, so people were giving him a pass. But when you look at just his individual metrics, his ability to um, win against man, press coverage, um, his ability to separate, his ability to win those 50-50 balls that he was so good at early in his career, he didn't have any of that juice left. And so far we've seen, what, I think two big games by Allen Robinson. Ben Skoranek, in my humble opinion, is the – de facto number two wide receiver on the LA Rams offense. He's got a consistent role and he's logging north of 85% snap share every single week. From an athleticism perspective, he isn't anything to write home about, but he's still, he's a six foot two. He's a solid blocker. And we see that he's getting five to six targets a week and similar snap shares to Allen Robinson. I would not be surprised if the Rams decided, you know what? We try with Allen Robinson. It's not working. Let's see if we can get Ben a little bit more involved. He's just a good football player. And that's the type of coach that Sean McVay is. He's going to reward players who are good football players. Ben Skronik is that guy. He's worth a dart throw. Okay. If you are in a deep-ass league and you're looking and you're desperate scouring the waiver wire, D slash Dwayne Eskridge of the Seattle Seahawks. This is a utility knife type player and Dare I say, he's like a LaVisca Chenault type player. Yes, it's kind of gross. It's kind of nasty. But the Eskridge, I think that we're going to see his snap shares increase now that DK Metcalf is out. And maybe his athleticism will shine through. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I'm talking deep. Like, we're talking. We're, we're, we're talking. We're, we're talking. We're talking. We're talking. It's deep. It's deep. Okay? The Eskridge. Probably don't know his name unless you're in Dynasty, but yeah, absolute dart throw. <laughs> okay. That's I, I feel filthy. I, I I might have to go have a shower after I finish this podcast. But okay, let's move on to the quarterback position. Sam Ellinger. Is it Ellinger or Ellinger? 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 I don't know. Let's go with Sam Ellinger. Indianapolis Colts. Now this is for Superflex only. He's rostered in no leagues. He's rostered in zero percent of leagues. I would upward, I would say bid upwards of 10%. Listen, in Superflex leagues. Quarterbacks are gold. We saw it just just this week with Taylor Heineke where he put up 17 points in in a traditional scoring league. Like It's not sexy, but when you compare that player in your Superflex spot versus any replacement non-Superflex that deep at your bench, none of them are going to have the opportunity to score consistently 17 points. That's what quarterbacks offer you. So if you have three quarterbacks and this is a bench play, Maybe only a couple bucks, you know, price and force a little bit. But if you're in desperate need of a quarterback, like say you say you were rostering Matt Ryan and it wasn't sexy, but you're like, oh man, 
least I've got somebody to plug into that quarterback position. Well, Sam Ellinger is going to be the guy now. So I would go out. I'd bid between 10 to 15%. Officially, I have 10% on my recommendation. But you know your leagues. Quick tip, and this is what I did for the Taylor Heineke bids last week. Scout your leagues because I need a Taylor Heineke in one of my leagues. Scour your leagues, figure out what players have quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes or like Justin Herbert who are on by this week and see if they have a backup quarterback. If they do, you might not need to, to bid as much on in your league. But if you see that the people, if there's, a, if there's at least two or three managers that are desperate for a quarterback, a starting quarterback because of bye weeks or because of injuries, well, maybe you need to bid a little bit more. So that's when you have to go and know your league a little bit. P.J. Walker, Carolina. Again, Superflex only, 5 to 10% of your league. He's rostered only 5% of leagues. News coming out of Carolina today, on Monday, the 24th, is that even if Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield are healthy, P.J. Walker is going to get the start once again. They want to know what they have with him. They know who Sam Darnold is. They know who Baker Mayfield is. I think we kind of know who P.J. Walker is. I think it was what with the XFL, or it was one of those little branch leagues where he looked very, very impressive, and he actually ended up getting the NFL contract. So, you know... Congratulations, PJ. And now you're starting. You're officially the starter. You've won out these other trash quarterbacks, but give credit where credit's due, man. So PJ Walker, same thing. It depends on how desperate you are for quarterback, but I would say between five to ten percent. The thing I like about PJ Walker is he's got that rushing upside with his legs. And we do know that that's fantasy gold. Um we also actually, I will say, uh, DJ Moore had his best game of the season. So PJ Walker, as long as you can keep that up, just keep DJ Moore relevant. I'll be happy, man. Let's move on to the tight end position. Let's get the hell out of here so we can go watch the end of this uh, Patriots game. Tampa Bay, Kate Otten, rostering 23% of leagues. Again, I'd say maybe a buck or two. He's still very, very active. This week he played 81% of snap shares. He went four for five for 64 yards. It's not sexy, but it's 10 points in a PPR league. And sometimes with these uh, fringy type tight end positions, that's all you need. That's all you're looking for. You just don't want him to ruin your week. 10 points isn't going to ruin your week. It's not going to save your week but at least it's going to be a respectable week um mike jazicki he's still available in 49 percent of leagues which is shocking to me i'd say bid a couple bucks the key thing here is that last week he had his blow-up game this week he went three he had three receptions for 27 yards but the key thing here is that he had seven targets which is the most he's had this season with tua tegavaloa and it's actually tied for tied last week for, for seven, which is the highest on this season. Two is going to go to Jalen Waddle. Two is going to go to Tyree Kill. And we saw that Mike Jacecki was getting phased out of that offense, especially compared to last year. But in this wasteland, it is a tight end position. Mike Jacecki is worth a shot. Greg Dulcich of the Denver Broncos. Same deal. 15% rostered. A couple bucks. Okay. Coming into the season this year, we know that tight ends typically don't make a splash in the rookie year. Dan Bellinger of the New York Giants was doing really, really well, but it sounds like he's going to miss time. Well, guess what? Greg Dulcich just seems to be emerging. It was really between him and Trey McBride coming into as rookies. Trey McBride, of course, was drafted by the Cardinals. He stepped behind Zach Ertz. Well, guess what? Greg Dulcich was allegedly stuck behind Albert Okoibunum, a.k.a. Albert O. But Albert O was a healthy scratch for two weeks in a row now. Last week, he didn't do much. He had three targets, but he got the touchdown. And this week, he had no targets, but he, or excuse me, no touchdown, but he had nine targets. That's important. 
it's going to be another crapshoot, right? We don't know what's happening with the Denver Broncos. That offense doesn't look good. Uh, we saw Russell Wilson didn't play this week. Hopefully he plays next week. I'm still not convinced that Russell Wilson sucks. I'm not convinced he's also electric like he used to be or elite, but I'm not convinced he sucks. I think it has something to do with an injury. Um, so listen, Greg Dulcich, he's a reasonable pickup. And he's not going to cost you a lot of money. Juwan Johnson, I got to mention him because he blew up with the two the two touchdowns on five, five targets this week for the New Orleans Saints. It's he's going to be a boomer bust player. I'm only having him on here if you're desperate for the tight end, but I would say there's probably better options out there. Three of them I just mentioned on this very podcast. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Week eight is here. It sucks that so many of our favorite players have been injured for the season, but that's why we're here. We're here to help you get through the grind that is injuries and bye weeks. So I will say good luck in week eight, and we'll be here with you to help navigate you through that tumultuous waiver wire. Thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, go check us out at DFS Army on Twitter, at the Flex Network One if you want to chat with me. And of course, DFSArmy.com. So with that, I'm out. Peace. Peace.